On today's show, we welcome Megan Davies, an ultra runner from London, England. Welcome to the show, Megan. Hi, happy to be here. Yes, it's very exciting to have you on. And I see that you are just running all over the countryside. You've got the most beautiful photos. I see all these picturesque <laughs> selfies. You're like the selfie queen. Uh, but for people who have not yet come across you on their journey, could you tell us a little bit about your endurance life? Yeah, yeah. Well, note to that. They're always selfies because I tend to run alone. So there's nobody to take the picture for me. Yeah, you do well. Got some beautiful <laughs> things in the background. Um, yeah, so I actually got to running, I guess, quite late. I only, like, it's funny uh, talking about like endurance life and running life because to be honest, I only started running maybe like three, three and a half years ago. Mm. Um, I was never, ever into anything fitness related. Like I was not that sporty person at all when I was um, growing up. And I think, um, yeah, about like three and a half years ago now, uh, me and my partner moved into this um, this building that had a gym and I was just watching these people on the treadmill. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, like, I know that I can't, I can't do that for more than five minutes. And that something in me just like really, really wanted to do it. So um I kind of took to like trying to run two minutes, three minutes, four minutes until I could run kind of 5k. And then from there, I remember thinking I could do 5k. So I signed up, like, I thought it was like the craziest thing ever signed up to do a half marathon. And then from there, the kind of obsession, I guess, started. Mm. <laughs> so, um, yes, yeah, so I got into like longer distances and to marathons and then into ultra marathons and kind of found... I think in my head, I always thought that running was like people you see running marathons on road and like aiming for a super, super fast time. And I always kind of imagined there was something that I wasn't going to be able to do. And then I think going into like trail running and ultra running and things that kind of appealed to me more. And even though it's maybe longer distance, I kind of prefer being out on trail and and getting to see kind of a bit of the world with the, with the running. So that's kind of, yeah, it's kind of where I am now, but it's been I guess it's been quite a fast <laughs> journey. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. That's really intriguing, isn't it? And, and to think that, you know, just seeing someone on a treadmill and having that spark something like, oh, what's this strange, what's this strange, uh, you know, thing that's going on. And, you know, obviously, you know, there's all these things happening in the world, but, you know, are we really paying attention to them? Like marathons are different things. You know, we're going about living our life. We're probably just zoned in on the things that sort of are important to us. And then now, like, that is a really short space of time for you to be, um, you know, knocking over ultra-distance um, races. But for, for for you to be in a position where you can run 5K and then book into a half half marathon, that, that probably speaks to you being a person that doesn't mind pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone. Yeah, either that or I'm a complete idiot, I'm not sure. but <laughs> Well, it's working for you because it's hard. It's hard running these long distances. What's the longest distance that you've uh, that you've gone so far? Um, I did 103 kilometers. That was actually my first, my first ultra marathon. I was like, you know, <laughs> wow. go big home kind of thing. Um, yeah, it almost killed me. Like it was, it was a terrible decision, and I should have started a bit slower. But okay. there was. A Tell us about that. Tell us if you if you don't mind, because I'm I've just tried the 85. Didn't make it. Made 44. So did you manage to finish it? I did, um, in one way or another, very slowly towards the end. Um, yeah, I think I just didn't know what I was doing on that first one. So it was around the Isle of Wight. 
um, which is like kind of an island off of the like little tiny island off of the south of England. Um, mm. And the the race went around like the circumference of the Isle of Wight, which is beautiful, but it's it's really hilly as well. And it was kind of my first experience of doing sort of proper trail running. Um, so I was used to quite sort of flat yeah road running I guess and then moving on to that I absolutely hurtled out the first like 10 to 20k and I had all of these these people you know really going like slow and steady behind me I said well you know what are they doing Mm. and I think I got to like around about the 40 50k mark and I was just dying (laughs) Mm. Mm. Um, but yeah I think I just I mean, it was one of those ones as well where you're not like totally self-sufficient. You know, they've got aid stations and things. So just had to kind of calm it down and and try and like get. Yeah, I didn't know what I was doing to be honest. <laughs> got so my legs. Are, you, are you like legs killing like forty? Like because again, forty to fifty. Like anyone that's. I mean, what was your longest distance prior to doing that one? So a marathon. So I'd done a marathon, but literally only in the run up to train for doing that. So there was kind of, yeah, that in the, in the middle, um, I did like a, an off-road marathon, um, on the Thames path in London. Um, I did a really good one called the Thames Meander. It's like small scale, you know, runners were really into running, kind of organizing it. So that was, that was good, but that was my, I'd done one marathon before doing it. Wow. wow. So very- then trying to double that, double that in some. And then a hilly one and, oh, gosh. So so the 40, 50, are you, are you having thoughts running through your mind of, like, why am I here? You know, do I even bother finishing? Like, at 40, at halfway, if you're, if you're kind of cooked, to double yeah. that, how did you make it through? Yeah, I, I don't know. There was a point where I wanted to cry, I swear. <laughs> mm-hmm. I might have even cried. I was so hungry. And I know, like, you must know this feeling. We're doing, like, 85Ks and things. There's a point where your hips really hurt, mm. feet, like, touching the ground. I think, yeah, between 80 and 100K, just my feet just didn't want to run anymore um yeah not trained to it at all so I kind of had to try and run walk for a bit um sort of 50k onwards was like a bit of running mainly walking and I kind of walked my way to the finish to be honest on that and I kind of I didn't say it's strange it's one of those things I didn't say to myself like never again I kind of said I'm gonna train properly next time Yeah, that, I'm gonna that is the do. thought, isn't it? That is the thing that comes into your head. Like I did not train um, really at all for for my run. Like I did some, but nowhere near enough. And and it, that that is the thinking. Hey, you think to yourself like, well, if I managed to knock out this without training, what would it be like if I'd actually put a, a decent amount of training runs in prior to coming to the event, or, or you know, prior yeah. to going to the next event? So that's cool. Yeah. That, that's where your mind went. And so since then, what have you done ultra wise? So since then, I haven't done another 100k since then, actually. I've just, I'm quite kind of, like, I'm, I'm, I think it stems back, I'm from Wales originally, and I'm quite into sort of countryside, beautiful views. So the races I tend to choose tend to be like, dependent on where they are in the world and what looks beautiful to run and kind of what's way out there. So what else have I done? Um, I did the the Race to the King last year which goes along the um, the South Downs in the UK, um, sort of Win- Winchester ends up on the cathedral. Um, and I'm trying to think, yeah, that was like a double marathon. And again, kind of over, over hills and things, but beautiful and really, really nicely organised. 
I think that was the, probably like the first ultra distance that I really enjoyed because I trained properly and I could just enjoy the experience and, and not be in pain or hungry. <laughs> so I suppose you were learning a lot as you were going along. Like, you know, it was like the training, the training run into that was, a, you know, were you working with a coach and, and did you change nutrition? Like what changed from the first one to the second one think- or to that race? I think having more of like a strategy in mind and between between the two, I'd done quite a lot of, of road marathons in between. Um, just, yeah, I think increasing distance and things slowly and steadily as opposed to going, I'm going to run 100k and then cramming everything in and hurting myself. Mm. Because to, I think, mm. to be honest, I had like a lot of injuries to begin with like, and I kind of thought in my head that went hand in hand in running. I think I've learned like over the last kind of couple of years that that doesn't necessarily go hand in hand like you need to take care and need to listen to your body a bit more Mm. um so I think that was kind of the main thing in like training for race to the king I think I had a really good kind of round of training that way around like I I spread it out longer I worked out what worked for me nutrition wise because before I was just completely winging it um yeah and incorporating hills and things like I wasn't doing properly before um yeah I think just yeah giving myself a proper amount of of space of time you know to actually train up to it rather than trying to cram everything in and trying to just run every day and see what happens it's really interesting though to hear you know that you gave yourself more time for the events and yet still you've only been doing it for three three and a half years so um it still kind of must be (laughs) <laughs> like it sounds like you're fitting a lot in in a short space of time so there so clearly there must be a passion for running like that that's there um but yeah like spacing it out like i wonder if like your space version of spacing it out compared to others um, even others i've had on the show um maybe like you know like you you may be fitting in more than most would you sort of feel that that's the case because it's like you know between these ultras you you did you just mention that you're doing marathons as well in between yeah yeah um yeah I guess my yeah my space in between is probably not as long as it could be so when I say space it out I mean yeah probably (laughs) but I feel like I always have I love running like since I've come Mm -hmm. to it I'm absolutely obsessed I love it and it's like I travel a lot for work and things and I constantly like that's my kind of downtime is to go for a run Uh, and way to see see places so I think I just enjoy it so much that I I constantly have like a decent base level now that I can just kind of train up from Uh, I mean that's cool that's cool yeah so it's like you've you've reached this this like not ultimate but I mean like a kind of like an ultra ultra fit you're ultra fit so (laughs) so, Okay, I like it. And so, you know, you're fit, ultra fit. You're, you know, seeing the countryside. You're seeing all these beautiful places. Um, what are the benefits is um, being an endurance athlete bringing into your life? I think, I think it's made me like much calmer as a person. Which I guess running a hundred kilometers will will do that to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm I used to be much more of like like um sort of a warrior anxious person and now I think it kind of puts things into perspective do you know what I mean like mm-hmm. the kind of the, the pain you get to sometimes in the middle of like running an ultra you're kind of like oh, everything else is just fine um so I think there's as- that aspect aspect and it's also I think it's like something like a, a lot of people's lives and things I think revolve kind of around work goals and I think it kind of gives that other like element like something to aim for yeah yeah that's an interesting one actually like 
when you when now that you say that that is really a thing like it's normally like work and work takes you five days sometimes more it's you know really there's very little time before and after work when you take into consideration traveling it's your money maker and you have to be climbing a ladder in a lot of places um you know not everyone's doing it for the passion and so often you end up with these two days to kind of like just fit everything else in family um preparation for work um and so yeah so that that's an interesting thing so that actually like helps to sort of um broaden your mind scope yeah I think so I mean like I love what I do for a living but also like yeah it's just that other element that you're not totally consumed by one thing that you've got these kind of other goals um and like I say yeah it just kind of puts other things a bit more in perspective I suppose I like it and you know if you sort of think about all these runs you know and there's a lot of them three and a half years is there a favorite that stands out in your mind you're like you know out of all of the runs this is the one that, that I love the most um good question like they've all got elements I think that I've liked I can think of a few that I've hated <laughs> mm. um even though you know I still I'm still at the end you know when you finish a run and you're like okay that was the worst thing ever but I still in some weird way enjoyed it um I, I did one really recently that I think was really great so but it was um it was back home so where I'm from in Wales um it's the first time I think they've only been running the event for about two three years maybe it's like relatively new as an ultra and it's um it's the Vale of Glamorgan ultra marathon which goes from Porthcawl up to Penarth in South Wales all along the coast which is just stunning and it's like it's a challenging run, but it's not so hilly that, you know, it's a struggle either. Mm. Uh, and that was just quite nice, like, to go home and and actually, because I, I don't, probably don't go back to Wales as, as often as I should, even though it's not that far away. Um, and I think that, yeah, just kind of going there and, like, the kind of family members and stuff being there was kind of, was kind of nice and... Yeah, just nice to, I don't know, like places where you grew up, where you haven't been back for ages, then being able to like run an ultra marathon through them. That was quite cool. Yeah. And, and do you, like how, how far was the, was the run? Uh, that was about, it was about 40 miles. Yeah, um, nice. I don't think, yeah, well, it was approximately 40 miles. It was one of those kind of informal ones where <laughs> they were like, there you go. Just kind of, just keep running 40 miles that way and uh, you'll get there. So, yeah, um, nice. And is that a, is that is that a strange thing then? Like you know, I mean, whether or not friends from growing up, I don't know, when you left, um, you know, that place. But you know, going back and seeing, like you know, you're saying, like, oh, you're reminiscing. These are places that you that you kind of would probably recognise or, or have known about being nearby, um, where 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 you used to live. And then having friends and family has that been interesting for them because never sporty before to. And like, you know, four years ago, where, where you're at in life to now, like that's a pretty dramatic change. Um, so has, has that been, has that been interesting for those around you to have seen this massive shift? Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy to them. I think that they think they think I'm <laughs> some kind of crisis of my life. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, um, yeah. Cause I think obviously like my family never really saw me being sporty growing up. And so like coming into running and saying oh, I'm running this or that I think like they can't quite picture it um and then so yeah running like I literally went home and my dad was like you're gonna run how far mm, <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> and like my dad's always been into running like cross country and things a little bit um but yeah he was just like i think you've lost your mind Megan. <laughs> yeah um, but you, you're not showing any signs of slowing down do you know like that's like people might try this and and i keep hearing the saying one and done one and done like and i've gone and done this race and it's like oh god the way my hip feels um, I think it's going to take a little bit of time for me to, you know, get it in a, in a, in a, to convince my hip to come with me on another long run. Um, <laughs> but you know, yeah, for like for family and friends and, and, you know, you, you're, you're not showing any signs of slowing down, let alone having your first ultra be 103k, um, which is mind bending <laughs> in, in itself. But then to have just kept that going with more and more and more events and more running, um, I mean, in a way it's craziness, but it's also must be really nice for everyone around around you to see that you've found this passion yeah I think so and I think it's very much like they see it as like well if she can do it then like anybody can you know mm, yeah and that's kind of cool is is that something that you that you're finding like are you having people whether it be on social media friends family uh, are you seeing that that ripple of inspiration is is you know beaming out from yourself and into the world and, and having a positive effect I think so. And it might be because I bang on about running all the time um, without being prompted sometimes. Mm. Um, but yeah, I like I have colleagues who will like come in in the morning and go, oh, I, I ran 5k last night. I have to tell you about it. And I think, yeah, even in just like, you know, like smaller distances and things, um, like I'm not saying my friends and family have decided that they want to run 103 kilometers or anything, but just, yeah, people who are thinking like, oh, I kind of want to get into running, but it's really hard or like, I'm not the right shape or like, I'll never do it. Actually, they're like, oh my God, I managed to run 5k. This is so exciting, you know? Because <laughs> mm, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, that's how it started for you. It started... Two, two minutes on, a couple minutes off, now all of a sudden I can run 5K. Okay, most may not normally sign up for a half marathon at that point, but, um, you know, <laughs> but maybe they will. And, and you know, it doesn't matter where someone might reach that, um, the joy or the passion point where it's like, you know, 5K for someone. People love park run um, and, you know, you might just be helping someone hop off the couch. And, and like, you know, we probably, I probably don't really stop and talk about this sort of thing very often, but, you know, uh, I, I would see that fitness and a fitness lifestyle and, and the things that come with that, you know, eating a little bit better. Maybe someone that you're has seen you and they go and they run the 5K and, and, you know, you might even be able to talk to what you were doing four years ago. But, um, you know, all of a sudden now they're eating a little bit healthier. Maybe they're hydrating a bit better. The constant exercise might be like starting to ward off diseases or whatever else might have been coming their way had they not had a lifestyle change. So, you know, that those benefits, are, you know, and you, we probably we probably couldn't even know what impact that's actually having on people's lives, all because you made the decision to lace up your shoes and have a crack at a 5K. Yeah, and I mean, running like all it is 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 just training up to a distance, isn't it? Like, I think you can you can train yourself just as well to a half marathon or a marathon or an ultra. Like, if you can if you can train yourself up to 5K then you can, I mean, you can train yourself up to whatever, whatever you want, really, can't you? It's just a case mm. of putting in the the time, really, and, um, yeah, and, and building up to it. But, I mean, yeah, I don't think there's, there's anything, really, that you can't kind of get yourself to eventually. 
Yeah, and that's like a recipe for everything in life. Like, you know, you, you want to be a rock climber. Well, you know, your fingers aren't strong and you and you can't climb. Or maybe, you know, it's like you start off with a small one and then that'll grow. Or you can pick yeah. anything. And it just goes to show that, like, you know, ordinary people can do extraordinary things and all you have to do is just keep pushing for a little bit extra. And that's what you sound like you've done, um, except instead of just pushing for a bit extra, you just jump to 100K and <laughs> finished it. <laughs> It Everyone's a little bit extra is, is different amounts. <laughs> no regrets. That's good. I like yeah, it. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, yeah, uh, I think I kind of like proved to myself. I was like, okay, I, I think, you know, with a bit of training, I can get to this. And that's kind of always the thing. I'm like, if something kind of goes badly or if, if yeah, I'm doing, say, like 40 miles comfortably, I'm like, well, you know, just a, a couple of additional miles, a bit more strength training, whatever, like you can get to the next kind of, challenge that you want to reach really so yeah mm. Mm. and so from from a um you know a mind space perspective i um you know i wonder like you must just be feeling much more confident with everything um you know or everything's a broad term but like the, the like you sort of said before that the problems that you maybe had before of the volume's been dialed down like everything else is in perspective um and running's helped you to do that but from from your perspective what do you think makes up a successful mindset um I think I think like mainly just kind of the I guess grit maybe that's a bit of a strong word but like just the um, the willingness to sort of I don't know put yourself through things that are a, a bit uncomfortable maybe um and yeah that, that's kind of the main one and obviously like I'm like massively competitive and I think it helps to be kind of competitive with yourself mm. as people um because I know sometimes when I'm running a race you know you'll see this person like shoot by you in the first couple of kilometers and I, I know like that <laughs> they've left me for dust and it's fine and I don't have that kind of competition there necessarily on a long distance run um but I think yeah to have a kind of competitiveness with yourself like to want to be faster or go further or this kind of yeah want to kind of do better the next time that kind of is the key to it I think yeah see that's interesting so those two things combined a willingness to look at yourself and and compete to try to be better to keep bringing your best self um you know as in a healthy way um you know that really is the a, a key to growth but then the grit side of it you're going to if you keep trying to turn up and keep trying to raise the bar and, and reach new, new, uh, you know, uh, limits or, or bust through the limits of your current comfort zone, that's going to bring pain. And so knowing that you're doing that yourself and knowing that you're putting yourself into this um, position where you need to be resilient, you need to, you know, um, show grit and actually like dig your heels in and say, no, I actually do want this thing and I'm going to push through, um, that, that clearly already has shown, but, um, that that brings with it a, a, a level of reward um, to you in your life that you wouldn't have had had you given up. Yeah, exactly. And I think, yeah, the, I mean, those those two things obviously key, but also like not trying not to take it too seriously at the same time. Um, I think kind of you can get too wrapped up in it as well. Um, and that's when I, you know, you start to do yourself like a bit of damage. You just like you're always thinking about the next goal. I think it's super easy with running 
to get to that point where that's kind of all you're focusing on and all your travel revolves around it and all of your training and it kind of eats into your other time as well so I think there's kind of yeah trying to kind of strike a balance between this kind of competitiveness and this want to do better but also kind of realizing like it's not the be all and end all if you don't finish a race Mm, I like it. So it's it's a very mature, a very mature mindset. That you, you you seem like a bit of an old soul, you know, to have <laughs> come up with all of these things and to to have that right balance and to know, you know, and be able to look and you know, is that is that something that you know other you know do you have people close to you that or is this is this just something that you just think of these sorts of things yourself to kind of like keep yourself in check? I mean. Uh, but- like, like, let's not say that I apply them all thoroughly all of the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the things that I feel like are probably key to, to yeah, doing kind of like to being quite successful in, in what you're doing in terms of running or I guess, like you say, kind of anything in life. But um, yeah, I, I would say I'm not 100% applying the good balance or anything all of the time, um, but I do try. Um, yeah, I guess this is kind of just coming from obviously like I kind of, with all of the the running and events and things that I do I tend to sort of be around kind of running community I guess and you know other other runners and and social media and friends who run and and things like this all the time so I guess this is scrambled together from from kind of what we all think or what we all think the ideal should be anyway whether or not we apply it all the time Yeah, and it's and we're we're a series of choices, do you know? Like it's just one decision after the next, after the next, after the next. And and for anyone to sort of get something perfect, it would be like perfect by what standard, I suppose. But um, you know, you certainly seem to to have the mindset dialed in, and 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 it seems to be working for you. You're getting a lot of joy. You're pushing the limits of what's possible for yourself. Um, you're achieving things that you really like weren't likely to achieve four years ago um which then you know brings brings forth a, a massive um you know uh, deep treasure trove or a, a, a you know a, a warehouse almost of of um, memories and and things that prove to you that you are capable of amazing things and i mean you know really if that's what you're building right now what an awesome future you've got ahead of you I mean, I hope so. Yeah, as long as, long as my legs will allow. <laughs> mm, well, I, I have the feeling that if your legs didn't, you'd probably, you know, find something else. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, like, like I say, I'm like pretty competitive with everything. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think um, yeah, hopefully, like that's just my aim, really, to kind of stick with it and see sort of how far I can run, where I can run, <laughs> what's the next thing. Um, you know, I'm one of those kind of obsessive runners I guess where uh, if you give me a free minute during my work day you'll find me like looking up races and and fun places to run and (laughs) so I guess yeah that kind of knows no end because that's the thing isn't it it's not just running shoes and going for a jog it's it's you're you've got it like dialed in where it's travel and it's and it's seeing the world and it's you know because you like I mean I don't know if you've um you know got a got a family or kids yet but like you know one day if that is the path for you or even just yourself like I sometimes I imagine like if we're lucky enough to live like say to a hundred or whatever and you know you're looking back on the um well probably wouldn't be a photo book or even a your Instagram feed it might be like you you got your holographic photo photo reader whatever um but you know you're looking back over a life and even just this this period of your life to think you know 
how jam-packed with, with um, you know, and look, the photos just speak to it of themselves in your feed, like what you're seeing and where you're going and, and you're super fit and, and you're just enjoying it so much. Um, like what a, what a great chapter of your life. I mean, yeah, I'm quite lucky as well that like a lot of my sort of traveling is, is around work. So I'm sort of often, yeah, maybe I wouldn't, I mean, I love traveling, but maybe I wouldn't go as often. Um, yeah. Just to sort of, you know, dial down how busy I am. Mm. It wasn't so that kind of takes me to some interesting, nice places quite often, um, which is a nice change of scenery. And yeah, I think like the combination of, of the two things, like running is the best thing when you're traveling, especially if you're traveling for work and you're sort of like cooped up in your hotel, like just, it's so easy just to bring your running shoes and just say, oh, you know, I'm going to go off and explore. Like that's the kind of, that's the most fun kind of running for me is when you don't really know necessarily where you're going. Um, But you just like maybe like strap on your bottles and you like lace up your shoes and you say, okay, I've got like two, three hours. I'm going to go and explore. Um, Like I was running in Belgium recently when I was there for a couple of meetings. I was like, like, I'll stay the weekend and I'll I'll go and explore Belgium a bit that I've not been to before. And I came across this like the most beautiful like riverside run and then up into this like old ancient citadel on a on a mountain and I had like no intention of having gone there. <laughs> I was like this is this is the best. And, like before you know it, you've been running for about three hours. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> an explorer. <laughs> It would be, it would be like that. Like it's almost like be, you know, not even just travel. Like it's imagine being an explorer from like way back when, and and things that haven't been, you know, you know, found or they have been found, and it's different finding a different civilization. You you've just got this all access pass because you've got, you know the willingness and the ability to just run and keep going. And like if I was in Belgium, I might go for a walk around. I'm sure I'm surely not going that distance you know, to, to see all of those things. And, and most people probably aren't, you know, so that's, it's this, this passion of yours that just started with this, um, seeing people on a treadmill has become almost like a backstage pass to an adventure life. Yeah. And I'm kind of gutted that I didn't get into it earlier. You know, you probably hear that from people all the time, but I'm like, imagine if I'd been doing this for like seven years, <laughs> how good would that be? Yeah, and and then again, I always love the idea of no regrets because you know everything leads us to where we are, and having that feeling probably makes you enjoy it all that much more. And then to think seven years from now, you'll be looking back and and think of like this decade of running and what you've done and where you've gone and what you've seen and the stories you'll have. And uh, I just love the idea that you know you really have you really have got life. It sounds to me like busting at the seams, but it's spilling over with with joy and great experiences. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm very happy with kind of how life is right now, I suppose, to put it. Um, but yeah, I think I think running has kind of brought that to me. Like, it's just it's just what I love doing. And and it allows me, like I say, to explore and see places and that free time and even just something to do if I'm like traveling for work or, um, yeah, the kind of reason to go places that I might not necessarily have gone. So, yeah. Mm, I like it. And so any big goals for the rest of the year? Um, so I am training at the moment to do uh, the Ultra X in Jordan in October. Ultra X, that sounds fancy. <laughs> How far is that? <laughs> which is, um, I said that as if, you know, everybody would know what it is or something, um, which is kind of like the same structure as the Marathon de Sable. 
um but it's in in the wadi rum desert in jordan um so basically it's like a five-day run um 250 kilometers and you basically are sort of like yeah, like semi self sufficient. Um, so they'll set up tents for every sort of certain amount of distance. Um, the idea is, yeah, it's kind of back to back five days um, of running across the sort of it's like a kind of desert national park type um, type thing in in Jordan, which sounds wow. amazing. And so, so like that- mentally, are you just thinking like fifty k a day? You know, I can run fifty k. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so I. In theory, I can run 50k a day, no problem. The problem for me comes with the um, uh, the recovery in between. So I think, like, I've noticed that my body usually after running an ultra needs, like, at least a good few days um, of either really low mileage or nothing at all. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be interesting. That's what I'm trying to get my body used to right now is doing, like, back-to-back long runs because mm. um, before you know I would do maybe like yeah up to say 50k or something um it's fine and then I'll take two days off and recover from it um but yeah so that's where I am right now so the training plan that I'm trying to follow for it looks kind of crazy and at some point this summer I'm apparently going to get to a point where I'm running like back-to-back marathons for about a week <laughs> well, um, so it so, seems yeah. when you're goal setting it's you know you you would seem to pitch for a goal that is outside of what is currently capable. And I guess that's kind of like what most goals are. Um, but yeah, to sort of, to sort of, you know, like, okay, I normally need a few days off in between. That's where my current state is. Yep. I'm booking into this event and I'm going to train for it. And you're going to get to a point where you have kind of like bust the limits of, of even where you are now. Cause even where you are now is quite remarkable compared to where you started in such a short, um, you know, length of time ago. So, so is that an interesting thing? Like, and, and, and I suppose, I, you know, Donna just layer on the question. So first question is, is that interesting to, to that? That's how you sort of set your goals. And then the second question is, do you sort of then foresee that when you're standing in that spot and you've now finished that, you've conquered being able to run those five day events, 250 K. If you're going to be then shooting for a goal, that's now out of that comfort zone. It'd be interesting to think what race is that? <laughs> what race is that? Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. So I think when I'm setting, when I'm deciding what race, I want to run it's not necessarily about like a, a goal setting like I say it's kind of dependent on the kind of experience and where it is and and kind of what the terrain looks like what the views look like I'm like very into sort of being like out in nature um but I think yeah if I want to sort of challenge myself it's always like looking at what what can I do now and like yeah where is the challenge in it um because it gets I mean not boring but it's it like if you just do the same thing all of the time and you don't really challenge yourself, then you kind of plateau almost, I guess. Like it's, it becomes a bit samey, you know, you can do it um, Mm -hmm. and you know we're going to do it and we might do it a bit faster, fine, but that's not necessarily where like the interest is for me, Um, which I guess is why I tend to run less kind of road marathons than I was doing just because I think, I don't know. I think I'm more about distance than I am about speed necessarily. So 
I think the challenge of seeing like, can I do this? And can I, I've never done multi-stage before. It's always been in one go. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of the challenge to me more than the distance. Cause I know 250 K sounds super far, but actually if you think it's like, it would be like 30 K the first day, 40 K the second with the long stage in the middle. That's not in terms of how long general ultras are. That's not super far each day, but yeah, the kind of recovery element and seeing if I can just do that back to back in a week is like where it's going to be challenging for me. Um, and just, yeah, like sleeping out and, and eating dehydrated food is, is a new experience to me. <laughs> yeah. But what an adventure. This is, it just sounds like, Oh my gosh, you know, like a, a, you know, even for me, like I'll take a week off work. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of relaxing. There'll be some good food, you know, I'm, I'm training more these days, but it's like, you know, the idea for most people of like, yeah, I'll take a take a five days off work. What are you going to do? Well, I might just run fifty k a day and push the limits <laughs> of body and mind. But but I'll see the world and it'll be beautiful and I'll you know there'll be all these other things and it's like but well, like what an adventure. You, you're like ultra runner. I think you're more of it. Like the title should be adventurer. <laughs> I think that's why I like it. I just like to explore. I'm like such a wanderer. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. And so when you when you're not running, what are you up to? Um, so what do I do when I'm not running (laughs) in the little bit of time that's left? Um, so I'm really, I'm a massive foodie, um, as a person obsessed with eating where my next meal is coming from, um, do like a lot of cooking, a lot of eating out and things. Um, yeah, I, I play a lot of music as well. Um, that's probably one thing that got me into running as well was just like, having a playlist to listen to for you know like a three-hour run I really enjoy that as well Mm. as this podcast obviously um yeah quite a few kind of different things um yeah like a lot of active things though to be honest like I love swimming as well I haven't quite got to the full like triathlon because I'm not really into into cycling as much Mm. yet Mm, same Um, I I feel you (laughs) <laughs> so the foodie thing has that changed like you know since um or have you just been able to ramp up like you know have you have you changed what you're eating or you're just like no I can supersize everything I was eating before now because I'm burning so much off um I think my diet's probably changed a bit but saying that I've always I've always had a massive appetite um yeah I think my family is like blessed with like pretty fast metabolism <laughs> um so yeah I've, I've always been one for kind of for eating out and and eating quite a lot um and yeah I, I lived in France for a little while when I was younger and so I'm a bit obsessed with good cheese and, and bread is is just life for me mm. um but yeah uh I I would say that I say I'm probably healthier now just as like a byproduct of because I think when you do run like long distance it almost becomes like a kind of science to you doesn't it like you start thinking more about um how you're feeling and what you need to eat and what carbs going to work the best for you and and how much protein you're getting and yeah so I think I'm probably a bit healthier as a byproduct but in saying that I still have like you know cheese bread and wine evenings <laughs> fairly often because you know you have to enjoy life as well so yeah yeah and again you know you want to look back and it's it's not like you're a machine that has to you know 
dial in the greatest performance that's ever been done and you know it's more like actually really for you it's it's it, this adventure life and it's and you've woven it into work and and work and it it's all intertwined so it sounds to me that you have got a pretty healthy balance where this this uh, all of your passions are somewhat combining into this you know almost a I'm thinking like a symphony like a beautiful symphony of of uh, you know each day and each week and when you'll look back on this time and it, I, I just it just sounds like the balance and the mix is really right <laughs> that's nice I really like the symphony <laughs> mm. um, yeah I mean yeah I hope so sometimes yeah I think like perhaps compared to a lot of people the balance isn't quite there I suppose I'm still sort of learning how to sort of fit everything in and obviously as the the mileage has to increase you have to kind of find the time to do that so it's it's either getting up earlier in the morning or it's like sacrificing a bit of kind of downtime with with friends or whatever so trying to just make sure that it doesn't kind of encompass everything can be a bit tricky as we start to get to like really long distance but uh yeah for the most part I, I try to make it pretty uh as balanced as I can I like it and so um in terms of um in terms of brands uh, you've got a you've got a pretty big pretty big brand that you're working with at the moment so tell us tell us a bit about that uh yeah so I was quite happy this year to start um working with Hoka Roneone as one of their brand ambassadors for the UK um which is super exciting because I've always loved running in Hoka's um and I'm I would say like my biomechanics are probably not like the most impeccable as a runner um and I also um my joints I have like double double jointedness in like a lot of my my joints and so um yeah it's something that like can kind of hold my foot properly like a like a hoka shoe that's why I've always been kind of interested in in that brand anyway so I was absolutely delighted this year when they asked me to be an ambassador for them in the UK um because yeah it's always nice when it's a brand that talks to you that you've been wearing for years anyway <laughs> mm. and it's you know not a huge leap you know and they're like massive, massively um, competitive brand. Um, you know, people love them. Uh, like even the podiatrist I went to was like, look, these shoes could actually be really good for you because she was like, I'm surprised you're even going to be able to run that distance because of the way that your toe bends. Your, your toe doesn't normally bend like a runner. I was like, oh, God, how is this a thing? Um, and apparently the um, hokers are good because they've got some rocker or something in them that kind of like propels your foot forward or interesting. I never even thought that that's something like that existed. Yeah, it's well, I mean, like what I love about them is like, you know, they were they were invented in the Alps, like in the French Alps for ultra running kind of in the first place. Um, and now they've scaled out and they have these other models for different kinds of running. But like, I love that, like the home of them is like for alpine running really long distance. And yeah, they have this like, um, they have like the, the meta rocker that basically like, the idea is that it kind of keeps the momentum going a bit like if you you know imagine if you're like riding a bike mm. uh, keeps you kind of going around and like I love that feeling when I'm running and also yeah like I was saying I tend to similarly to you sometimes um like a physio will look at me and just like everything is off mm. <laughs> and I land kind of heavy and I land slightly more towards the back of my foot and like I was saying I have like um hyper flexibility in my joints I have to keep my ankles quite like tightly supported um in whatever shoe I'm wearing and um yeah so Hoka like that's just the brand that works best for me 
I like it. And so you you've in in a very short space of time have built up a, a you know a, a massive amount of experience. And so you know for people listening in that you know they might be starting out on their journey, they might be seeing the people on the treadmill running their uh, running on the treadmill and thinking, what is this thing that these people are doing? But whatever it might be, wherever they might be in their journeys, would you have three tips for for beginners getting into insurance activities? Um, three. Um, or yeah. any tips, any tips? Yeah, I, I mean, I think, like, the the biggest thing that sometimes puts you off is, like, your kind of your own fear of not being able to do it. So I think just just try it. Like I hear people all the time going, oh, I'd love to do running, but I, just, I can't, you know. Um, and I think, yeah, just like, just try it. Just build up to it. Yeah, that's that was kind of two in one. But <laughs> also, yeah, build up to it slowly. So don't, like, don't think just because, you know, you started running that you kind of have to pour this pressure on yourself as well to go do all these different distances. Like sometimes it's just nice to find a distance that you like and, and go with that and run casually. And like, there's not, nothing more kind of lovely than when, you know, when you come out of like a sort of training cycle for something and then you realize that your next few runs are just like whatever distance you want and you can enjoy them and you don't have to set a pace or anything. I think that's like quite a nice idea when you first start running is like not to pressure yourself too much. Um, and I know like that sometimes that pressure kind of starts to come from other people. When you say that you run, it can be like, if you say you're running a marathon, often people who don't run at all will ask you like what your time is or, and I think, yeah, just don't pressure yourself with any of that. Just, just start, just see what you're comfortable with, find your pace and kind of go from there and you can build up slowly to whatever you want to do really. I like it. I like it. So we, we need to get into the game, overcome our fears, build up slowly, and then let's not too much put too much pressure on ourselves. And I think coming back to your point before is not being too serious, you know, like remembering that um, life is to be enjoyed. We don't know how many days we get. So, um, you know, if you if we're always enjoying the now, then we'll have lived a great life. Yeah, exactly. I think, um, yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for just like enjoying running. Um, I, I see so often people saying like they've kind of lost their mojo for it or, oh, I really didn't feel like going for a run. It's like, well, you know, <laughs> maybe just don't pressure yourself to do it. Like just have a couple of days off or something and, and like just enjoy it, um, I think is, is something that's like often missed. Mm, I like it. And so for, I mean, I'm enjoying, um, you know, watching the, the photos pop up, um, you know, always lovely places, always the beaming smile. But uh, for people wanting to follow along on your journey, do you have some like websites or social media handles that you'd like to share? Uh, yeah, so oh, you can follow me on Instagram, um, very originally named Meg Runs Farm. Um, mm -hmm. And also, wait for it, the website is um, megrunsfar.com. <laughs> no. Where, um, I'm a little lazy with content sometimes, just finding the time to put it up. But I tend to write kind of like some race reviews for things that have gone really well. Um, sometimes just general chat about um, like where I've been traveling to and where I found the particularly like nice routes to run in those cities or in the towns. Um, yeah. So it's not, not super structured, but yeah, just things like if you like travel, if you like running, then um, yeah, there's a blog there as well. I like it. I like it. Well, this has been such a fun catch up. I just really wanted to say thank you so much for taking the time to have a chat. Thank you for having me. It's been fun.